Welcome to the Common Good Podcast. As our city and region have grown exponentially, our social fabric and connective tissue have simply not kept up, and in some cases is eroding. We believe that sharing moving and inspirational stories and conversations of our residents, politicians, activists, athletes, and artists is a necessary way to foster relationships between people of all backgrounds and beliefs so we can work together to build the common good. I'm your host, Tim Gatos, a native Seattleite, and over the past 20 years, been working hard to build the common good here in Seattle. I also serve as team chaplain for the Seattle Sounders for the past two, 10, ah! I also serve as team chaplain for the Seattle Sounders for the past 10 years. Two of the athletes I work with are going to be joining us on the podcast today. Both Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan have not only proved to care deeply about the team they play for, but have invested deeply into our community here in the Seattle region. Jordan and Christian both happen to be best friends, play for the Seattle Sounders, and also for the U.S. men's national team. Christian and Jordan have been public figures who are working to love and serve the city that we live in. I hope you enjoy the conversation and the stories today with Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan. Well, thanks for joining the, the podcast. Um, you know, we're telling telling stories uh, in Seattle. We love our city. Um, we love what's going on in our city, but there's things that we can, you know, that we as a society, we can, you know, we can grow in and telling stories and relationships of of what's happening. So thanks for thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Jordan and Christian here and and uh, you guys are buddies. You guys are when did you guys first become friends? What was the was that when you guys were in college? playing against each other or what was the we were kind of enemies in college but i would say jordan's mom kind of brought us together we weren't supposed to be friends and uh and i remember the the year pre uh the year prior to that um i had won an award over jordan <laughs> and uh he sent me a nice <laughs> message and was it was it nice it was, was very nice. Yeah. I, I don't think he really meant it. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? It was one of those. Because, so Pac-12 freshman of the year right. was what the award was. We were both playing. And I sent him this, was it Twitter maybe? Twitter, yeah. Twitter, we like followed each other or I didn't even follow him. But I sent, <laughs> but I sent him a message because, I mean, he won and I don't know if he deserved to win, but I uh, <laughs> was trying to be nice and saying congrats. And I remember he said, hopefully we p- can play together someday. Um so it's kind of crazy all these years later, four, five years later, playing on the Sounders and the Nash team together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So who who should have won it if Christian didn't wasn't supposed to win it? Well, <laughs> we had very similar stats, to be fair. And his team won the Pac-12, so yeah. maybe he did deserve yeah. to win it. I think that's what kind of turned the... <laughs> the He's being very nice. He's being very nice. <laughs> uh, so how does your mom come into this? She said hi to you after one of the games. My mom's just like an extrovert. We'll talk to anyone. Yeah. Um, she's she's the nicest human being. Yeah. Like she's. Very, it was your sophomore year, though. Yeah, it was my second year. Yeah. Um, and we had just played uh, Stanford at home, and and she obviously they live in in Mercer Island, so she was able to go to the game. And after the the game, she said hello to me. She's like, "Hi, I'm Jordan's mom." And I think Jordan came by right after. 
and then we just exchanged some words and uh and then uh later that year I ended up leaving school and then he left uh next year. the next year after that and we kind of followed each other's careers and were very I think you know happy for one another um but in college I think we were more so like enemies in a way right. <laughs> but we didn't hate each other we no. just we we just try to beat each other yeah. up on the field. Yeah, like it competitive was competitive fire. Yeah, and the soccer like community is really small, so everyone kind of knows everyone, and you follow. Especially when we played against each other twice a year, I would we knew a lot about players on UW. They knew a lot about our players. Like it's just a small uh, world, and so I felt like you, you almost feel like you know people on the other team where you've maybe talked to them one time, but you like feel like you know them. Um, and I, yeah, so like going in, when I went into my first day with the Sounders, he had been there for a year and I didn't really, I mean, I knew people from being around the club and no one very close. And I like immediately was like, I probably know this guy the best, even though I had never really, I've talked to him like twice maybe. So it's kind of that, that small community that, that soccer yeah. has sometimes. That's pretty cool. You know, it, I actually, it's cool to see you know, you know, the, the friendship, you know, between you guys, cause that, and that's a, it's a neat, you know, obviously some of the sounders like to play that up a little bit, like the PR department. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I mean, you take that, take that off the equation. Right. And it's cool to see, um, you know, two guys you played against each other in college and then come to the team here and, and, and forge a, a genuine friendship, you know, guys from, you know, you know, Christian from Pico Rivera, you know, from the MI, coming from, I think that's part of even what I love even about this podcast and the conversation is, is how people from different places come together, you know, who mm -hmm. grew up in different, um, spaces and, and, and you forge this really cool, genuine friendship, you know, and, and I'm sure you guys have learned a lot from each other, you know, about how you've grown up and, and what, how you see the world and would, I mean, would that be accurate? You would you say? Yeah, I mean, I would think that um, although we have different backgrounds, um, you know, cultural differences, uh, you know, my parents being from El Salvador and Guatemala, immigrating here and, and forming this family, um, and Jordan's parents being here already, we, we still have the same, I think, ideas, and, and that's to, to be, you know, the, the best person you can be on the day. Yeah. And... Uh, and and which is which is really cool because we have this friendship and, and and it goes a long way but he gets along with my brother he gets along with absolutely everybody you know and 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 I'd like to say that I, I'm the same way um but just you know the, the the same mindset of you know never being rude you know trying to be the nicest person you can be on the day and and um you know just just being a, a good human being overall. Yeah. I mean, what is the, that, I'm, it's really cool you bring that up because that is, you think about what's happening in um, our country, in our city. Um, it's, it seems like the, the social fabric is just, is is thinning out. Like the, there's a lot of fragmentation, right? Sometimes I avoid wanting to look at the news or social media or anything on a given day because mm -hmm. there's, seems like there's this vitriol, you know, and, and how do we, how do we come together? How, how does a city, a society, um, find 
areas of common ground, you know, and and work together in the way, you know, Christian, that you're talking about. You know, it's soccer is, I, the thing I love about soccer is is that, you know, is that you you see, you know, a locker room full of um, from folks from all over the world, right? I mean, how many how many nationalities do you know are represented this year on in the locker room? Do you guys know? A lot, double digits. Yeah, double sure. digits for sure. Yeah. yeah, I thought I heard twelve. Yeah. Um. So let's just say twelve. <laughs> twelve. You know, twelve different. You know, nationalities represented, and 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 it's not just nationalities. That it's it's probably worldviews, right? Mm-hmm. How you look at the world. Mm-hmm. Um. And and there's something that happens, right? With that, a, a team has to has to fight for unity, right? Has to fight for belief, has to fight for these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know Jordan, you and I talked one time about that book, How Soccer Explains the World. Yeah. Um, I, tell, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I remember I read it in high school as like a, one, one of the required books that they had us read in class. And it was cool. The, the um, perf- teacher was a big soccer fan. So that was fun for me. And, and probably one of the only books I enjoyed reading in high school, actually. Um, but it was really cool because it went through, I, from, from what I remember, I don't remember it super well, but it went to a bunch of like kind of different countries and, and explained, you know, how their fans, like how that support system was, the players, kind of the views and, and just how soccer really brings a lot of people together like what we're what we're talking about like so many different nationalities and when you come together on the field it's just like everyone everyone understands what the common goal is um and i think that's really cool we have people that don't speak the same language that um you know are from very different places um where they grew up and and different ideas but when you come together on the field um you're all united by this common goal. And I think that like what you said is what can be tough in society today is that so many people have different ideas and it can kind of tear people apart. But when you're on the field and everyone's focusing on this common goal, it's pretty cool to see all these different people with all these different ideas, um, different upbringings, different religions, all coming together to, to have this, this common goal. And, and for me, that's kind of what the book was explaining was this soccer is such a universal sport for, for everyone. Um, and it, it can bring the world together. And you see that like when the world cup comes around, how just it, it's such a special event for that reason. I feel like obviously the, the spectacle and the games are, are super exciting, but for that reason, it just kind of brings all these different nationalities together to, for, for one common goal to, to win that tournament, but just, seeing all those different countries represented in the same right. um, kind of space is something that's, that's really cool. And I think something that's, that's very unique to, to soccer. Absolutely. So, yeah. By the way, side note, how's it going to feel to, for you guys to play for the world cup in Seattle um, in a few years from now, is that going to be pretty cool? Well, hopefully we're part of that, yeah. but, but yes, uh, <laughs> Heck I mean, yeah, you'll be part of it. <laughs> it would be a tremendous honor, I think yeah. for us and obviously to, to have so much, um, history, you know, in, in Seattle, it would be extra special, um, being able to, to play in a game here. that would be so cool. Yeah. I think the goal for both of us is that's kind of the main goal is to play in a world cup someday. So, mm-hmm. um, if it, if it happened to be that we we were both playing here, it'd be be pretty amazing. Be 
Pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What a moment that would be. Speaking, going back to the locker room, what, I mean, what do you think, what do you think we can take away? What, what would you say, what, the things that you've seen, right, of how a locker room can come together or not come together, right? You've seen different locker rooms in different years can be, <laughs> can be more tense, uh, more interesting, different people, right? But what, what could you say, what are the takeaways, you know, as, as you look at, let's say, um, you know, how we need to come together as a, as a city, right? Or a con- country, what could, what are the lessons that you've seen that you could take away from, you know, your own locker rooms that you've been a part of? I think for me, uh, number one has to be leadership, you know, uh, I feel like that builds the foundation for a successful locker room or a successful society. Um, I think that's always been my number one priority. Um, whether, you know, it's being a vocal leader, being a, a leader by doing the right things. And then I think secondly, build, having a good culture, uh, within the locker room. I think those two things tie together. Um, and it will help, uh, form a successful locker room and, and another might be to, to set goals as a team. Um, because if you don't have an end goal, what are you, what are you working so hard for? What, what are you uh, trying to accomplish? And it holds people accountable because you're able to set these goals and, and you're able to have this leadership by, holding people accountable for, for the actions and, and, and to ultimately, uh, finish, finish the job off. But, um, ultimately, um, from what I've seen, leadership is, is always been, uh, a priority. It doesn't have to be one person. It can be as many people as possible. Um, you know, it, that just adds experience. It adds, um, a, a bit of texture to, to the locker room and, um, if people are able to voice their opinions or to follow along, um, it just it just adds a little bit more. But mm-hmm. in the end, um, your your end goal um, is, is just as important as as starting it off, right? Yeah, I think you know I something Christian that I've seen from both both you and Jordan. You know when you talk about leadership and because there's a lot of definitions of leadership and what that means and. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes in our society, it's like, oh, the person who shouts the loudest, right? <laughs> yeah. And and really, leadership in terms of being a servant or, or exampling something, modeling something, mm-hmm. um, you know, being willing to go first mm-hmm. or last, <laughs> whatever's needed. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I've seen that from both of you guys, you know, as I've worked with you, where you really take um, great pride in being a you know, a humble servant leader in the midst of a very competitive environment, you know, Mm -hmm. which a lot of times, you know, it's, that can be, that's difficult to do. And, but you guys, you example that, you model that. And especially in, you know, our society right now is becoming so hyper individualistic Mm -hmm. that, you know, community and, you know, looking out for someone else's interests is oftentimes completely a foreign concept. Mm -hmm. how have you been able to do that? That's my question. I mean, what? 
how have you been able to have to be that kind of leader and an example and model um you know the the team over an individual and that's kind of servant leadership versus just kind of you know like hey it's about me um for me i um think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how we were both brought up in in the right the right way i think that that our parents did a really good job instilling these ideas of being a good person and being respectful and working hard um into us as as kids and i remember reading a quote from buffon um very famous goalie he said i would much rather be remembered as a good person than a good soccer player and everyone that I read, you know, I've never met him before. Everyone that I read says he's just an unbelievable guy. And and our jobs are to go out and, and perform on the field. And and I think both of us will go out and work hard every single day uh, to try and get better and and um, you know, to to reach our goals. We both have big goals. Like I said, we both want to play in a World Cup someday and and you know, win MLS Cup and all that kind of stuff. But supporter shield, supporter shield, okay. yeah, just all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, no. of course. <laughs> um, but for me, what I um, say to myself and, and what Christian was saying earlier is I wake up every morning and I say like I, I say a prayer and I say Lord please help me be the best person that I can be today and, and because I in the end think that that's what's most important in life um, and, and so I think that we both kind of have that attitude and, and while we're in a very competitive environment and it's really hard sometimes not to think of yourself and because and, you want what's what's best for for yourself, you have these goals that you want to accomplish, but in the end, what, what's most important is is the team, and and you know that comes with being a good person, being respectful, um, doing all the right things. Like you said, leadership it can mean speak, you know, speaking loud or, or doing the right things. And I feel like what we pride ourselves on is is being on time for everything and doing things the right way and training the right way and all that stuff that that makes a good good professional. And that's a way to be. Um, a leader as well and, and and going off that I think we both know that we have a platform right now as athletes in Seattle um, that people look at us kids look at us um, people look at us to um, to do the right things and 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 we both again pride ourselves on uh, on being good people in that way because we know that that we can make an impact uh, on other people's lives and I think that's very important to, to both of us as well. So, so when, when you take a step back and think about all those different things, I think that's what has helped both of us um, kind of maintain those ideas about uh, being a leader in the sense of, of um, you know, all those things, respectful, working yeah. hard, all that, all that kind of stuff. So it seems like there's a, you, you have a stewardship value where you realize, you know, you, you, you want to steward the, you know the the gifts and the 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 life, the opportunity, the platform that you've been given, mm-hmm. uh, because you know it's not it's not about you. Yeah. It's about the greater good, yeah. right? And it seems like that is a you guys really take that seriously. The stewardship of like, hey, you know, my identity isn't. I'm not just a soccer player, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's there's other things here that um, that I'm called to do. Yeah. To you know to serve to serve kids and to serve people and especially those who aren't as fortunate because you guys were both fortunate to have parents that instilled in you those amazing values, right. Mm-hmm. That you talked about mm-hmm. and not everyone's as fortunate as that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree and agree with everything Jordan said. 
I mean, our parents uh, did a great job. And, you know, I, I will repeat that to the day I die. Uh, but some of these kids um, that we encounter each and every day might not have that. And so if you, you give a positive attitude, give them a positive experience, uh, even if it's for one minute, it can affect their lives. And mm -hmm. I think you never know what someone is going through. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's been the mindset I think for, for Jordan and myself. And we've, we've been very fortunate with our lives and, uh, the amount of opportunities we've, we've had to, to play this game, but it goes so much further than that. It's, it's more than just a game. And, um, and then everyday life, uh, you think you're at a grocery store, uh, you never know if, if, if someone knows you and you have to just be the best person on the day and, and, and be as, as nice and kind as possible. But uh, we are so gracious um, for the amount of, you know, happiness that we can give to other people. And, and we just want to remind ourselves that, um, that, that it can really affect someone's life in yeah. a positive way. Mm -hmm. Who has impacted your life? I know you talked about your parents, but is there, I mean, because you guys get an opportunity to inspire and motivate young people here in Seattle, but you guys have been inspired and motivated. There might be some unsung heroes or or stories that have really kind of helped instill in you, um, you know, who, who you've become and, and why you do what you do. Are there Anything you guys are willing to share with us? Um, maybe some of those untold stories? Um, I think I'd have to think about it for a sec. One one that comes to mind right away, actually, and this is kind of more geared towards the sports world, um, but kind of just as a, I'm sure it relates in a lot of ways. My my best friend in, in college, um, he was a goalie at, at Stanford where I went to school, and, and he... So I had a group of five friends there, me and, and four other friends that I was really close with. And, and two of them were goalies um, in the same class. And one of them was the starter. And then my friend Nico was the, the backup goalie. And, and he, um, like, I'm sure coming into training every single day was so tough. Um, he wanted, everyone wants to be playing. He wanted to be playing, um, of course. And he had the quality to be playing. The the other keeper was very good as Andrew. His name was very good as well. They were both very, very good. But um so for three years, two, three, two or three years, he sat behind Andrew um, as the backup goalie. And through it all, they remained very good friends off the field. And he was by far the most supportive teammate um, in, in the locker room. But before games, he was pumping everyone up. When we scored a goal, he was the first one off the bench to go celebrate um, with, uh, with the team. Love that. And, and I just like, I remember thinking about it and I was like I don't think I could I could do that I don't think that I um I would have a really hard time seeing you know being in that same friend group as 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 this goalie every single day and, and coming to practice every single day and where he was the hardest worker on the field hardest worker um every day in training and, and it was just so amazing to see his attitude both on and off the field um just be so positive and and I know there were times I roomed with him. I know there were times that it was really, really hard for him because everyone wants to be playing right um but just I think what you can take away from that is, is that he was still such a good person and he realized that he had a role to play, which was 
um, you know, whenever his name was called on, he was ready to go, or he was just the supportive um, person in the locker room before games, or like I said, when we scored a goal, it, it was just amazing to see. And, and I, I really, I take that with me a lot of places. I think of him um, when, when um, you know, during during tough times and things like that. But I think it's just a, a cool story and can relate to to everyday life when when things aren't maybe going great, things aren't going your way, still being a, a good person, being a, a, a supportive person and doing what you can to help the team, in this case, the team or help the city or help whatever group you're a part of um, reach their ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I think going back to what we were talking about a little bit before, the, the best locker rooms that I've been in is, like you said, everyone has all these different ideas about maybe how they want to play or or you know where they'd want to play on the field, all this different stuff. But... Um, you kind of have to throw that out, out the window and get everyone on the same page, um, focused on a on a common goal. Right. And, and I think, like you said, there's so many different ideas out there these days, and, and people just shouting, you know, different things, and people aren't on the same page. But but the best locker rooms that I've been in is everyone has been united for this common goal, and and threw their pride out the window, through um, their thoughts maybe about how the team should be playing out the window and, and bought into this system. And, and um, those have been the, the best teams that I've played on by far. So um, I think those are two. That's cool to hear, you know, with Andrew, your friend who just had this almost, I mean, very counter-cultural upside down, inside out approach, mm-hmm. you know, of like, this is, you know, again, it's, it's not about, it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. about we, mm-hmm. and that is a, the me versus we is is such a powerful thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we need. That's what we need, right? Yeah. We need the me versus we. It's so hard for us to come outside of, you know, the blinders of what's most important for me and and how we look at others. And that, I love those kind of stories because yeah. it's a we, yeah, versus a me, yeah. You know, and I always, I just always go back and think about him whenever maybe I'm thinking about myself over someone else. I just think he had the strength to, to just be such a supportive guy and a good person and and push the team forward. And and then he, which was so cool, he um, got his chance his senior year to play and, and went on and led them to a national championship. So it's just such a cool, yeah. help lead them to a national championship. So That's just awesome. such, such a cool story for, for me. And he's still one of my best friends today. So, That's cool. Yeah, Christian, you know, I know I, I remember this the story from a couple years back when um, I think of the Seattle Times, you know, shared a little bit about you know, your high school, El, El Rancho, is that how you say it? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, just the, the really cool, um, you know, inside scoop of, of, of growing up in Pico Rivera and, and just the, the soccer dynasty that, um, that you guys built down there, which is pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure that there's so many inspirational stories and things that really d- helped you develop the person you are today. I mean, is I'd love to hear any kind of insights, any maybe story that maybe the Times didn't get a chance to print because it was just, you know, they didn't have enough space. But Well, I don't think it could be Jordan's story. I mean, <laughs> that that motivated me. Uh, <laughs> I want to be even uh I want to be a even better teammate um after hearing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but my my libra- uh we had a librarian um, at our school and uh, I'm still really close friends with her and she didn't really have any reason to become an Al, Al Rancho soccer fan 
uh, and she showed up to absolutely every game. And she was the nicest, most friendliest uh, human being you, you could think of. And she, I remember her pulling me aside um, as I committed to the University of Washington. And she was just crying of just happiness because she didn't care about, you know, her being just the nicest person. You mm-hmm. know, she, she, she was more focused on all the students. And uh, I remember she called me into her, her office and she was just crying and crying of happiness. And she was so thrilled for uh, me committing to a school after, you know, scoring a lot of goals for the high school and didn't think that I was going to really amount to anything. Uh, I felt like my soccer career was ultimately done. And she she was crying and, and I, you know, I couldn't help but like get emotional because, and I'm not an emotional guy. I, I don't cry very often. And uh, I felt my eyes tearing up because she was so happy that a, a person um, that she thought uh, should have more attention, more uh, more options to to go to school was was finally getting the the recognition he deserved. And um, I remember, you know, looking back at that moment, thinking like, it's it's not about me, you know, just like Jordan mm-hmm. or, or and and Andrew, it's it's not about uh, what what I do. You know, it, it, it's, it affects a lot of people around you mm-hmm. and, and a small little successful moment for me impacted her life and me not knowing it until she called me in. And I would never have realized, I, I would never have realized how much it affected her and her life. And she's actually coming up to Seattle very soon. Seriously. And, and, What's her name? Uh, Jean Chodis. Okay. And, uh, she recently retired, but she followed my career uh, like no like no one else. And um, uh, I just gave her a jersey recently, and and she again started crying. But um, you know, you just never know uh, what little bit of success or failure will do to a person. Whether it motivates them, whether it just makes them feel happy for for that one cause but um not as uh emotional as jordan's story in terms of yeah. like you know the team that, aspect but that's she, mentorship yeah you know i yeah. mean that was a like intentional mentorship that yeah. is that is so profound you know i mean here you are you know talking about it you know this many years later um she's coming up i mean that's a it's a you you mentioned it earlier of like how just even a you know a, a conversation can make a difference right mm-hmm. and and this was more than a conversation right because mm-hmm. she was you know with you at your school down there but I mean here we are you know in 2019 and we're talking about it however many years later and yeah you, she it, probably doesn't remember this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and it affected me right uh, so much I mean it's incredible how those kind of things those touch points are you know are so important you mm-hmm. know in our lives. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's probably some, and, and, you know, a lot of Sounders fans who are like, yeah, this is great. How, 
what can, you know, what can I do, right? Or what, what would be some of your, you know, just if you, if there were some, let's say some people who like to come and watch games and, and they're like listening and saying, man, I'm, I'm just so, this is really encouraging to hear, you know, Jordan and Christian talk about this. I mean, what would you say to them? You know, like if they're like, man, come on, put me in, put me in coach, not into the game, but put me into, you know, the game of life and I want to make a difference. I mean, what would you, what would you say to them? I'm, man, that's, I think it's, uh, I'm going to be redundant here and and say what I said before, but when I, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and we were talking about what our biggest pet peeves are. And we both were like when someone's rude to someone else. That just, it really is, is makes us both frustrated because um, it's needless, first of all. And, and there's some situations where it just doesn't make sense. And, and I know people have bad days and people are humans and that that makes sense. But, but that's just like such a big problem in this world, I feel like. is just Yeah, people, how do you handle today's society where it seems like yeah. everyone's being rude to each other? Exactly. And so for, for me, I feel like if people were just genuinely a little bit nicer and, um, and like Christian said before, you never know what someone has going on in their life. Um, you, you, you absolutely never know. And, and, and so if you treat someone with kindness and, and everything that we've said, one little conversation could, could, could change someone's life or help someone in, in, in such a, a big way that you don't even know about it. And so for me, if, if I, someone was, I remember the time just when this was a couple of years ago and I was driving on the freeway and this, someone cut me off mm-hmm. and I was upset about it. Mm-hmm. You ever, I don't know if you've ever oh, had yeah. that happen to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, like, oh my gosh, you know, and then I'm coming up to a light because, yeah. you know, I kind of want to maybe give a little bit of a stare, yeah, you know, yeah. not, I'm not going to give the, you know, the one finger salute, no. but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just give a little, yeah. tr- and then I came up and the gal was completely just like sobbing, crying, yeah. yeah, you know, at the stoplight yeah, and you, you have like a grief, an yeah. emotional grief. Yeah. And it was just like, instantaneously it was like oh my goodness yeah. like she there's something happening right. in her life that is you know is and she yeah. probably maybe didn't even mean it maybe right. didn't even see you or, totally. or something was right. going on and so that's a great like exactly the situation where it's just like just be like that's why i always tell myself just be a night be a good person no matter who you're talking to no matter who you meet people can be People can be rude, people, but if you are spreading that positivity and that kindness to other people, it will eventually maybe catch on to them, and then they it it could become a, a, a bigger effect. And and so, if I was talking to someone or, or a group of people, I would just say say that, and and just say try to wake up every day, and that's why I remind myself and, and just be a, a as good of a person as you can be that day. So. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, tag along with um, all almost everything Jordan said. Uh, I would add um, a bit of the, you know, just trying to understand and comprehend where the other person is coming from. You know, be cognizant of of uh, this is me. Um, you know, going back to my my sociology classes um, or my psychology classes in in college, but. Um, trying to to read the person a little bit, understand where they're coming from, understand that 
they came from different backgrounds and also just respect their opinions, respect uh, what they have to say. Although you may not agree with, with that person um, or agree with a, a decision that they make, um, you can still respect the person's opinion or mm-hmm. respect someone who, um, who, who decides on, on doing something or, or believing in something. I think it's okay to have our differences and, um, and, and it's always great if you can find a way to, to respect those differences and, uh, love them or, you know, be nice to them, um, for, for who they are, because that's, that's important in our society. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that we lack. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, and then there's the, <clears throat> and then there's the line that where someone is, you know, really physically harmed, right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I mean, obviously this week we had some, some pretty horrific shootings in our country. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and one of them in particular was, you know, identify it's, you know, essentially a hate crime down mm-hmm. in El Paso. Texas, which is, you know, just absolutely, I mean, just makes you sick to your stomach, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, Christian, I, you know, as someone who's from, um, you know, Latin America, right? You're, that's where your, your, your mom came from. Um, was she El Salvadorian and mm-hmm. your dad was from Guatemala? Guatemala. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, I, I'm curious, one, your thoughts about that. Two, you know, let me just, you know, say that that is just absolutely horrific. And I mean, how, how do we as a, (laughs) how do we as a country, you know, come together when you see things unraveling like that? I mean, that is a, you, you, you start to wonder, man, should I even, you know, go to Walmart this week or Mm -hmm. Safeway and, you know, what's going on in this country? Yeah. And it's a shame. Uh, me being Hispanic, obviously, I feel, um, you know, just disappointed. Um, you know, it's not just Hispanic, so it's you know all different ethnicities. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, sad, disappointed. You know, all the emotions for, um, you know, the people that were affected and and. Uh, all the people that weren't necessarily there and feel threatened. Uh, it's such a tough, um, way to live. Um, you know, feeling like you can't do anything, uh, like you can't, um, even go to the grocery store. But in times like this, I think it's, it's important to, uh, realize the, the state that we're in and to have, leaders come out like i said in in the locker room um but this time in the real world Mm -hmm. uh leaders come out and and be vocal or or uh follow which you can be a leader and 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 follow and there was one moment in particular that i felt just encouraged and i i embraced that moment and it was after our game after a tough loss for us you know it was three two um, and I go on my phone and I see our former teammate, Alejandro Bedoya score a goal and he goes up to the microphone and he essentially says, Hey Congress, stop or, or end gun, by, un- gun end gun violence. Yeah. 
And so he used that platform, right? Mm-hmm. The platform that, that Jordan and I have, he used that platform to ensure that people got a message. Um, and, and I just felt so proud uh, of Alejandro um, and also, you know, the people reacting to what he said. Yeah. And, and so many people just feeling, uh, po- you know, spinning the negative into a positive and trying to get that awareness out. And I think it was just so cool for us because us soccer players, I think Jordan and I in particular, you know, we're, we're not, we're not flashy players. We're not, uh, people that, that, you know, voice their opinions very often, although we do have our opinions and Alejandro stepped up to the plate and, 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 you know, acknowledged the moment, realized that he has this platform and, and he used it. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's great to see, uh, the soccer world unify, uh, during this tragic moment. Yeah. I love that. And I think that even goes all the way back to how, you know, just a soccer, the unity of a soccer team of all of people from all different places and mm-hmm. countries, right. In the face of some of the things that we're seeing, right. Seattle, um, I don't know if you saw this recently, has seen this massive spike in hate crimes, right, over the last couple of years. And and it's just, you know, it's really unconscionable, you know, to think about that someone would be targeted, you know, because of, you know, who they are, where they come from. Mm-hmm. And and so keep keep doing it, you know, keep talking about it. I mean, use, you know, God has put you here for a reason, a time, a purpose, you know, to 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 be uh, an example as as you are, you know, and to model that. So thanks for doing that. Yeah. Have you um, kind of going, so Christian said he's never, he doesn't cry very often. Have you seen him cry, Jordan? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. No? I got a little teary-eyed after MLS Cup, our loss. Uh, me. Yeah. There, no, maybe. I didn't really cry, but my eyes got really watery. A little yeah. watery? Yeah. Like, are you more likely to cry for something good or bad? Are you a, you know what I mean? Like, typically um, when you've cried before, has it been because you watch like a, a rom-com and <laughs> no, you're- No, bad. No. Bad. Uh, <laughs> I only, I really only cry for bad. For bad. Yeah. How about you, me Jordan? Too. I would say I'm more of an emotional person yeah. than Christian is. Um, Have you seen Jordan cry? Uh, I hurt myself. I was, yeah, I um, but I feel like that was also because of the pain. Uh, maybe not, but um, <laughs> so Jordan had had hurt himself, and I came out to him to see how he was doing. This is the ACL. Yes. Yeah. And I, I know we don't we don't have to spend too much time on this, but <laughs> his dad was there, helped him out, and I, I felt sick to my stomach. You know, hearing hearing what happened, but. You know, I I didn't care about the result um, after the game. I went right to him and I and I asked him how he was doing and what happened essentially. And um, uh, I felt gutted. You know, just yeah. more emotional yeah. than than I usually am. I'm yeah. That probably I'm, means a lot. It meant yeah for sure. It meant a lot. Um, yeah, he was the first one to come over and. Um, yeah, no, it, it definitely meant a lot, and um, yeah, tough, tough one for sure. I think that I was trying to think though. That's probably maybe the only time Christian's seen me cry, but I would say I'm definitely more emotional than Christian. I, 
my girlfriend see me cry during some movies and stuff like really? that. So is there one in particular <laughs> that you can tell us? Oh man. Yeah, the uh what's that? Lady Gaga movie? Did you Stars Born? Oh, Stars yeah. Born? Born? No. no. Dude, that was actually that one was tough. I I just saw that for the first yeah, time a couple weeks ago. It's a great movie. Yeah, the scene where they're singing together and yeah, yeah that's it's sad for sure. When I was younger, I cried during Marley and Me for sure. Whenever it's oh. a dog, I struggle with with that a lot. Yeah. Um, recently, not nothing that I can. Beverly think Hills of, Chihuahua. Not that one. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a happy one. Right? Okay. The one Office. One. I, I think office. I've seen him when cry I, of the, laughter when the more so to be honest. Ended. I might have shed a shed a tear. Shed for a that tear. One. Yeah, I love that show. So actually, I did on the the last one when the wedding Niagara Falls and they're like. Coming like, down, yeah. coming down the a, aisle, and it's a good one. Yeah. And Jordan can tell you all the quotes if he, if yeah, he really if you wants need to know. Yeah. Not, not quite the last one, but definitely, yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. I saw Rain Wilson tweeted yesterday. He goes, he said, I some, saw this too. He goes, someone came out to me and says, "Hey, Dwight," and he's like, "Nope, not me." And he goes, "Dwight, I'm the biggest fan in the office." He goes, "What's my name?" I don't know, but I'm the biggest fan. He's like. Uh, no. Yeah, if, you, away, if you were the right? biggest fan, you would know my name. <laughs> Rain Wilson. <laughs> that yeah, was funny. He's from Seattle, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Yeah, Seattle guy. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get him on the podcast. <laughs> cool. So one of the things I want to end with here is, is just a couple of the things that you guys are involved with personally. I know Jordan, um, you know, with the things you're doing with your foundation and, and diabetes and, and just the, you talk about mentorship, right? We talked about that a little bit before of like, of how important mentorship is, you yeah. know, and, and that's things that you've been passionate about and just really spending time with kids who are experiencing what, you, what you've gone through and, and are going through. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, a unique um, situation because I I have been through what these kids are, are, are going through. And, and um, for me... Uh, I knew how important it was when I was growing up with with type one to to be able to, to hear stories about athletes being successful because that I knew that I wanted to be a a professional athlete someday if I was able to and um, hearing those stories of them um, being successful kind of motivated me and 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 kept me focused during the the tough days when because um, you know it, it's a twenty four seven thing that that you're dealing with always monitoring your blood sugar and and then um, I know some of these kids. You know, I talk to their parents, and and they're really struggling with um, j- just dealing with that, and it's a huge change in your life. And and for me, when I came back and had this this platform um, of being a little bit maybe more well known in, in Seattle, I, I wanted to take advantage of that by um, showing these kids that it can't hold them back from doing what they want to do, whatever that is, whether it's being an athlete or anything that diabetes can't hold them back from doing that. And because I know how important that was for me. Um, but when I was a kid, I was never able to actually talk to someone who had, you know, a, an athlete in my case where I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I was never able to to actually speak with them and, and, and hear their um, story. And it, it goes back to anything in life, what, what we've been talking about, how a simple conversation can make such a big difference in, in someone's life um, and, and just being a, a good person and, and a motivator and a leader. And and for me, that's what I try to do for this, especially young diabetic community in, in Seattle and actually we started doing every away game I meet with a kid as well. So it's, it's cool to kind of meet with some kids around the country too. Are you looking for, if someone was listening, they're like, man, I would, 
I'm in the same, I'm, I'm with Jordan, man. I'd love to get involved. If there's any way to get involved, is there any avenues for someone to serve with you in that way? Yeah, we're, we're trying to expand a, a little bit and do some, some more things. Um, right now there's not too much, but in the future yeah. there, there might be. And, and we have a website, just jordanmorrisfoundation.com. And there's an email on there. If, if anyone was, was very inclined to, to, to email us and, and we could see what we had had in the future. But um, obviously always appreciate any support that, that we can get. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, how about you? Any, any things that as you've been in Seattle now, a handful of years that you've been especially passionate about and getting involved in or? Yeah. Uh, I've been working with uh, a foundation called uh, America Scores Seattle. And it is uh, essentially a program for kids, underprivileged kids, um, so that they can have both the sport and to keep their grades up. And so they have poetry slams. Um, these are elementary school kids. Poetry slams after school, and uh, on some days they play soccer. So it ties both academics and and the sport together uh, because... Jordan not, and Jordan and I can both attest to, you know, grades and school are very important. Uh, we wouldn't be here uh, if it weren't for school. Um, so America Score Seattle, which is a, a, a great, um, you know, program for, for these kids. Uh, I've been out there. It's It's been a lot of fun. And, and I'm also working on this other project. Um, I think I mentioned it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mini pitch, uh, which is essentially uh, a small soccer field uh, on like asphalt. And uh, I'm, I'm going to build it in, in Pico Rivera, where I'm from. And hopefully it can inspire and have a lot more kids out there enjoying the sunshine and, and, and the pavement and, and just the ball. Yeah. I mean, the, the sport itself gives so much to, to younger kids and, uh, it's, it's a project that's in the works and, and hopefully, um, by next year, uh, we'll get it all sorted out, but, um, we're excited. Uh, it's going to be myself, my, uh, little brother who, who plays for Seattle and, uh, my older brother who works for LA galaxy, we're all coming in together and oh, that's uh, so cool, and, man. and building a almost brawled on uh, court. So Dude, we're that really is excited. So cool. Can, cool. can man, you got to keep us posted on that. <laughs> Maybe we can we can take the podcast on the road and and, <laughs> and go live when you guys uh, you know inaugurate this thing. Yeah, that'd yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool. Your parents uh, must be just so pumped about something like that. We're thrilled, and yeah. it's it's literally two blocks from our house, and it's something that. Uh, will always be there, I think, and um, hopefully it'll inspire a lot of kids. That's so cool. So, la- you know, last question. Actually, two more questions, sorry, because um, we have a signature ending question. But before that, so this is, are, do you think you guys will do like a, like kind of a double wedding at all? Like, have you guys... <laughs> Have you guys talked about that? Uh, like, I hear Jordan's first. I, I, hear, I, I hear he's getting engaged first. I don't first. think we'll do a double wedding. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, because Jordan, you have talked, you know, you've mentioned your girlfriend a couple times here. Um, and But Christian is, um, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot here. Um, so I won't. But 
That would be kind of cool though. Double wedding, like do like shotgun, like I, cruise I down think, to Vegas and I'll be honest with you. I think Jordan and I will enjoy that. Would enjoy that. I don't think our girlfriends would. No. I don't think they would approve it. <laughs> That's probably fair. <laughs> I think as long as uh we have the right people there, it would be great for Jordan and I. Yeah. Do you guys approve of each other's significant others? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love Eliza. Yeah. yeah. She's the best. You guys hang out, chill a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Go to some our girlfriends cry together. Friends too, which is cool. They do bar together, they which oh, yeah, is they do some bar a workout. Yeah. Um, but workout classes and hang when they can. Life gets busy, but yeah. Hang yeah. when they can for a game. They, they work hang a, lot. a lot a lot of times together. So that's cool. It's cool. Yeah. That is very cool. Okay. So we always end with a question that actually I take I took from my dad, who passed away last year, who has a a broadcaster for 30 years and mm-hmm. interviewed, you know, lots of different presidents and dignitaries. And he always ended all of his interviews with, with one question. And then I'll pose to you is how do you want to be remembered? Jordan Christian, how do you want to be remembered? Yeah. I think I almost maybe <laughs> answered that like in what I, with, with the same quote that, that Buffon said, you know, that, that, but like you said, um, our identity isn't as a soccer player. And, and I think sometimes for, for me and for, you know, for, for, for us, it's almost hard to separate that sometimes, especially with social media these days and, and all the talk around, around people. And, and, and it's hard to kind of separate your identity from, from soccer sometimes. But when I read this quote from, from Buffon, who at, who at some points was one of the best goalies, if not the best goalie in the world, said he'd rather be remembered as a good person than a good soccer player. That really stuck with me. Because in the end, when I look back on my life and at, at, I'm, I want to be remembered as, as a good person that, that someone went, when, when they met me or, or hung out with me, you know, enjoyed their time and, and um, look back and, and said, man, that, that guy was a good person. So um, in the end, I think that that's what's, what's most important to me. It's beautiful. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would reiterate what Jordan said and, and what we've been talking about, but um uh, for me, I, w- I would love to be remembered as a positive force. You know, forget soccer. Just a, a, a positive guy that will be there uh, for someone, uh, whether I know it or not. Um, so a positive force in the locker room, in society, uh, a, a leader, um, and, a, and a family man. Mm. You guys, thank you so much for coming on yeah. and taking a few minutes. And this is this has been great. Really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait to get that championship this year. There you we'll go. Get that cup. Yeah. We'll yeah. raise it. Yes, sir. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys.